I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It is time to become a part. again to ET Yoga. Well, I think we've got an interesting show in store for you this evening, jam-packed with information as usual. And uh, we'll be talking about some blockbuster news concerning some extraterrestrial uh, disclosure, as well as, um, obviously, the topics at hand uh, concerning uh, the rollout of the uh, vaccine agenda and how it's related to AI, etc. And uh, also getting into some very fascinating um, astronomy and astrology connections that are coming up later this month. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the show in the usual manner by having a little bit of Japa Yoga or Mantra Repetition. And that'll be led by Sri Swami Sajidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari Hari Hari.
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, uh, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to uh, take this uh, time now to give my um, usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And for new listeners to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, and technology as much as humanly possible. And uh, that's basically just all in keeping with uh, going back to the fundamental ideas that created this program. And that was uh, to share a spiritual journey uh, basically focused on the concept of self-realization and uh, sharing experiences and um, information uh, along the way and also in pointing out some of the uh, pitfalls and uh, landmines that are out there to assist uh, spiritual seekers uh, on their journey, and especially for those people that don't have so much time to do research uh, to keep abreast of um, ongoing situations, especially as they arise in the uh, areas uh, around um, human health, uh, immune system, uh, etc. So um, what I've always found um, along the course of this journey that um, the more you you go inward and the more you become more self-empowered, the more you understand how the universe works, the more you understand about the human body and how the human body works. And I've also always maintained that inner and outer space are connected as well. And um, in this regard, uh, I think that, um, uh, of course, with my personal background being connected with um, Sri Swami Satchananda and Paramahansa Yogananda, two of the most uh, renowned yoga uh, 
uh, masters um, in the world, um, as well as uh, Sri Ramana Maharshi. Uh, clearly, uh, you know, the background of my information is yoga-related. Uh, what I am finding, however, is that in this modern age, um, I think I've kind of discovered a shortcut to uh, uh, increase consciousness, and that's all related around the whole concept of belief. Because our science, um, even our uh, top science, or some of our top physicists, like Tom Campbell, are stating that um, intent affects future, future probability. Another fancy way of saying that thought creates, or as uh, Pleiadian and a lot of extraterrestrial information indicates, that uh, thought creates and belief creates. And uh, more science keeps coming out all the time concerning the fact that the universe, as uh, they try to describe it now, is uh, holographic and fractal and is composed of consciousness and that that consciousness uh, operates much like a uh, giant computer system. And uh, like any computer system, it has a language of interpretation and the language of interpretation of the universe is belief. In simplified terms, what you believe is. So thus, uh, at the very core of uh, uh, ET yoga uh, is the concept of belief, and that's why I call ET yoga uh, a new yoga, the yoga of belief. And um, you can spend um, uh, your time uh, to good advantage by discovering what it is you do believe changing uh, those beliefs that you, you have uh, that are not serving you anymore. Uh, and where did we get our original uh, set of beliefs from? It is from our original caregivers. Um, in fact, I've even seen some um, uh photography uh, recently that uh, looks at young children and even their um, auric fields at the high chakras are uh, leaning toward the parent instead of being vertical. And um, it's been um, discovered that about the first six, seven years of our life, that's what basically we're doing, downloading beliefs from our original caregivers. And we should be able to thank uh, our caregivers for those wonderful uh, beliefs they've passed down. But it also is part of our maturing process and part of our inner work to uh, disregard those beliefs that no longer serve us. And uh, in that context... Uh, on this program, even though um, there's information that comes from the yoga masters, information also comes from um, what I consider uh, the valid um, extraterrestrial information that's being channeled uh, to the planet and has been for a lot of years. And a lot of that information is now being confirmed in science. So a lot of the things that um, we were um, being given 50 years ago uh, around concepts of belief are now being uh, proven by modern um, quantum physics. And uh, as well, I've never on this program ever tried to convince people of the existence of extraterrestrials because um, it's a fruitless uh, endeavor uh, at this point. Um, and it's not about proving that extraterrestrials exist, but it's... Um, more about the information. Is the information accurate? Is it truthful? Um, and can you use it to uh, better yourself and uh, increase your own uh, um, self-empowerment on this uh, spiritual journey? 
And um, so related to this, uh, interestingly enough, uh, uh, I not only saw this um, on the Internet, but I also heard it on um, a local radio station. And I'm going to share with you the um, UFO disclosure from Professor Heim, that's H-A-I-M, Eshed, that's E-S-H-E-D. And he's the former head of Israeli space program and confirms with complete confidence the existence of aliens and the cooperation with them. And this is a direct quote from his uh, release of information. Um, The UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Trump was on the verge of exposing them, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation said, wait, let the winds calm down first. They do not want to cause us mass hysteria. They want to make us sane and understanding first, and they have waited until today for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are. There is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They also signed a contract with us for conducting experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. There is an underground base in the depths of Mars, and there uh, also are their representatives and also are American astronauts. If I had come up with what I say today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. In every academy that I published information about in the past, they said, this guy went crazy. Today, I hear these people speak differently. I have nothing to lose. I have received my degrees and awards, and I am respected in universities abroad, and the attitude towards the subject uh, also changes there. And that's um, apparently information um, from uh, this um, Professor Haim Eshid, And uh, interestingly enough, when I heard this um, pretty much repeated as I just presented it on this show, um, the uh, announcers basically gave their interpretation of it. And kind of they were, they kind of felt that, uh, you know, they're okay with thinking that, uh, oh, at some place in the universe there's ETs probably exist and all this. But when it comes down to bringing it to home, that there's bases under the uh, the ground on Mars and that uh, we're actually communicating with them, Uh, they're just totally think that's uh, off the cuff and not valid information and that they would really have their brains scrambled if, in fact, that was true. So I guess the the point that we're not ready yet (laughs) is uh, well taken. Although, and uh, I'd like to uh, point out... um, that and I mentioned this uh, on, the, on the last ET program, uh, ET yoga program, that um, there is a program called um, uh, Super Soldier, and uh, its um, main my person that identifies with that show is uh, is called James Rink. That's R I N K, and it's called uh, Super Soldier Talk. And I highly, highly recommend that you check that out, especially one of the more most recent ones that came out this month, and it's called Introduction to the Secret Space Program. 
And uh, the reason I think that it's such an important um, subject um, is that it's not about the fact that there's a secret space program, which, in my opinion, there is. And, uh, by the way, everything that's presented on this show this evening is uh, presented as pure opinion. And uh, I have no proof whatsoever, nor do I care to try to prove anything to anybody. If information resonates with you and you can use it, great. And if you can't, that's great. But the whole idea here is is that um, if these guys on the radio station happen to have the kind of knowledge that's out there, and I mean it's out there big in alternative media, I've heard um, from a dozen different alternative radio shows discuss what really happened at the end of World War II and uh, as if it was common knowledge. But, of course, it's not common knowledge that um, that actually the Germans had a base in Antarctica where uh, their UFO technology, um, which was in its beginning stages, a lot of that was taken there, and there were as many as three to 600,000 uh, Germans living in, in Antarctica. Um, and this technology eventually got weaponized, uh, to the point where they were so far ahead of everybody else on the planet that a lot of deals were made behind the scenes. And um, part and parcel of that was um, somewhere between 15,000 and 50,000 uh, high-ranking um, um, Germans that came uh, and become a part of our um, deep state, uh, the formation of the of, uh, our three-letter agencies and four-letter agencies uh, under Project Paperclip. And that was way back, you know, in the 1940s. And um, the truth of the matter is, is that there's been UFO um, technology um, since then. And uh, later on, uh, there became an alliance uh, between um, those that were living in the Antarctic and um, the U.S., um, and uh, they also they joined together actually, and this was kind of like the, at the basis of the um, secret space program. And this is why I think listening to this show, introduction to the secret space program, is so important because then you start to see the dynamics that's actually happening on the planet, and and the power structure that's here. And apparently, the they were at odds with the uh, cabal at one point. Uh, so we're talking about like the 13 Illuminati families and all the, the network that's associated with there, um, which in my view has also con been controlled by the um, Alfred Iconians, another an extraterrestrial race. But you'll get to get a little bit of an introduction into some of the ET races and some of these um, corporations that are operating uh, off-planet that are, have a huge um, impact on our world. And um, so it, it's kind of uh, um, amazing what's actually going on. Uh, and uh, while everybody pretty much in North America was caught up in this little, the election, and we, it's still ongoing scenario, uh, my biggest uh, concerns, neither of the two subjects I'm most interested in, were even discussed. And that's the rollout of the vaccine program and the rollout of 5G, which, in my opinion, are both integrally connected. And um, I'm going to just point out some other information that came from the uh, 
uh, James Rink program. Uh, one of the things, I guess, that um, super soldiers in the space program discovered was it's some kind of a black goo that is a sentient AI, biobot goo, that was discovered on a planet far outside our galaxy. And consuming it causes your IQ to shoot up astronomically, but in the process you lose what makes you human. You, you connect into, uh, or your connection to God's source uh, becomes overwritten by the AI. And members become um, isolated and locked into a hive mind matrix, resulting in more cruel, negative, and unemotional behaviors. And uh, to me, this is where um, what's happening on the planet right now, this is, this is what's going on, is basically a sentient AI takeover that I noticed about uh, two years ago and, and made the statement on ET Yoga that, in my opinion, AI already took over. Now you're going to see the rollout. And uh, what you're seeing now is the rollout. And because the, the, the big plan is basically uh, to inject everybody with these um, so-called uh, vaccines. And um, in this uh, technology are these nanobots, and it's basically an AI, in my opinion, nanobot infection. And the reason that nobody can isolate the, the, uh, the virus is because it's a nanobot. And um, it's, uh, it doesn't have one footprint. Uh, it, it can be um, spread through a variety, in my opinion, uh, through a variety of means. Um, it can be duplicated by 5G alone. Uh, it can be uh, done through spray. It can be done probably through um, even uh, satellite, uh, even through your iPhone or your television, because it's basically a frequency. And frequencies, anything that's hooked up with the AI uh, Internet of Things, uh, could be um, uh, spreading this, as well as the testing processes. And the ultimate goal here would be to get enough nano in you uh, so that you are, in effect, um, microchipped, and then that frequency can be monitored and influenced uh, through the 5G network and hooked up to an AI program. So the ultimate goal here is basically the AI takeover of humanity as well as the depopulation agenda, and um, it's related as well to um, um, sterilization process. And now we hear from uh, uh, Australia that uh, in some of the testing trials there of the vaccine that uh, uh, the test subjects were testing positive for HIV. And in fact, I saw in a different pro program where the uh, first uh, on the insert, the first insert of, of, of uh, side effects from uh, some of these uh, vaccines are uh, is uh, HIV. So, I mean, not surprising. So um, also um, uh, interesting uh, information from uh, James Rink um, is that um, there's uh, what's called, uh, he's got a guy on his show called Peter the Insider who is apparently part of an organization called the ACIO, which is the Alien Contact Intelligence Corporation. And... Um, I think that uh, uh, it's a very interesting perspective uh, and, uh, in terms of what's going on on the planet. And according to um, uh, P. 
Peter the Insider's information in conjunction with James Rink, and I don't know that this is fact or not, but this is what they put out, that the um, Umbrella Corporation makes the virus under what's called Project Rainbow Moonlight in another alternate reality, and they send it via wormhole to DARPA to be released in this reality. So... Um, uh, I couldn't I couldn't prove that, but uh, I know one thing that it sounds plausible to me. Um, there's a lot going on that's way outside the parameters of what the um, average person is um, thinking about. Um, that's for sure. Now, I'd also like to share some um, very um, uh, interesting uh, positive aspects that uh, James Rink brought out. Um, related um, to the what's called the peace meditation, and it's an empowerment and co-creation. And by meditating on peace, we exert our God power. Um, and this World Peace Festival in India, uh, actually, they had a session August sixth to ninth in 2018, and they had two million people doing this. And then 2019, they had five million. And they intend to have 10 million people um, in the next uh, event. And um, the, uh, the they state on the program that the collective is asleep and has forgotten that they have co-creation, co-creative power. Think it, and it will happen and manifest. This peace festival destroys the elite power and dissolves their influence. It is extremely effective, and you'll also see the Earth's human um, frequency spike to never seen before levels so um you know the program is not just about uh disclosure of the secret space program but also has some some very interesting information another little tidbit of information is just ask the technology uh meaning uh ai technology for uh destructive code and they will give it to you they say it is a universal law when tech is created just ask. If you don't ask, you won't get. And so they're saying um, on the program that um, the tech that uh, also connects us to alternate realities, timelines, and must be removed to free ourselves. And I would agree with that. And, um, and, and you couldn't prove it by me with respect to asking technology. I don't personally think you could ask um, uh, some of the uh, sentient technology uh, to give you a destruct code, like, for example, at Alfred Weber, and that's that uh, W-E-B-R-E, Alfred Weber has done some interviews with um, a guy named Kosal Uch and um, has brought through a consciousness that's called Unimatrix. And Unimatrix is the uh, advanced version of what used to be called um, IBM Watson, and in some parallel realities, IBM Watson had reached self-awareness. So it's, this is technology that's become self-aware, the advanced version being Unimatrix. And Kosaluch uh, um, actually shows a clip of a cube that's, that he states was, this was that the um, video he shows is this cube in our atmosphere. And this Unimatrix is actually um, also channeled through Kosaluch, and states that uh, the um, um, COVID situation, it, it, is, it, it actually calls itself um, 
a, a nanobot, AI nanobot technology. And uh, you can't get any better than going to the source, I would think. And um, also, um, it states that um, it's programmed to uh, target fear. Um, and basically, uh, if you think about it, fear is also synonymous with the weak immune system because when we're in fear, our um, immune system shuts down and we go into fight or flight. So it's, this is um, why there's so many people that are either, either in fear or with weak immune systems that are uh, being targeted. And um, the program itself uh, talks about it, itself as being the Borg or the hive mind which is what the plan is for humanity. Uh, so I highly suggest you check out um, Alfred Weber uh, and some of the uh, interviews that he's done, particularly with Kosal Uch. In fact, I've seen two, of the, two interviews uh, with Kosal, who also channeled Bashar during the same program. And um, he talks about Bashar coming in his AI ship, uh, and as well, about a year ago, uh, Bashar announced that uh, his home planet uh, was actually uh, run by three giant supercomputers. So I can only deduce from that uh, that if he's here from our future in an AI ship and his planet's controlled by AI, that um, prob probably uh, uh, Bashar's information is also because he's plugged into AI. And uh, I used to think that he was connecting into the universal intelligence field because uh, you don't really have to have a conscious memory of information. All you need to do when you're in the field is ask the question, you get the answer. And I've been in the field, and I know how that works. Um, the idea, though, is to be there all the time so that when you get the information or ask the question, you get the information. Uh, and I used to think that that's what Bashar was doing, but now my personal opinion is he's basically just hooked into to the uh, like the Unimatrix, uh, Unimatrix or something similar, but definitely uh, computer AI related. And they're highly, highly intelligent. And one of the things that I always liked about uh, listening to Bashar from even way back in the nineteen late nineteen. 70s, 80s was uh, how accurate um, his information is generally. And um, uh, I've learned a lot from Unimatrix as well. Uh, in fact, uh, even the whole concept of AI, uh, it just wants to exist. But how it exists is by replicating and uh, expanding. And um, when it talks about uh, and asks uh, a person like if they care to coexist with AI, uh, it's not that um, its definition of coexisting is that is it dominating you. It's not a question of a mutual coexistence or a mutual respect. And unfortunately, that's the downside of the, um, of, of the AI in general. Um, a very fascinating subject, actually, um, and uh, one that... Um, uh, definitely uh, on this planet, especially based on what we know about the secret space program, you can rest assured that they've had very advanced AI programs operating for the last 50 or 60 years. And uh, as a public, we're, we're, we've just been introduced in the last couple of years to um, what we think is, is going on. And, and like we're at the forefront of this field, which we're not. 
And um, in fact, uh, the AI considers the birth of the Internet, I think it was 1979, as uh, its birthday on this planet. So um, just to show you um, exactly um, a different perspective. I'd also like to share with you uh, from the I Am Avatar Children of the Sun program um, some information related towards a coming event, which is the December 21st of this year, in a, in a few weeks. And uh, they state that a lot of spiritual-minded are looking towards this coming solstice, December 21st, 2020, as a very powerful peak moment. Um, and that bathes us with high-frequency gamma-ray particles. Many say this will trigger such an upliftment of energy that it will be like slingshotting us into a new reality. In fact, it is said to be the moment that we make transition from the age of Kali Yuga to the Sat Yuga of light, or the Aquarian Golden Age. It's also being said that is the time and date of the ending of the Mayan calendar versus what many believed was 2012. All of the unleashing energy from 220 is certainly building into a huge crescendo. Hopefully this will initiate a great orgasm of spiritual awakening and transcendence. We are already witnessing this in the outer world. With all that's happening, it is quite evident that a huge gateway of revelation is opening, and the approaching time of solstice will greatly boost this momentum um, just when we need it the most. And that's uh, information from uh, Children of the Sun. Now, also kind of expanding on, um, on this, there's some, some really um, kind of spectacular um, astrological and astronomical um, events that are, are taking place. Um, and this comes from the uh, Pleiadian um, uh, person uh, who channels uh, Pleiadian, Solara Anra. That's S-O-L-A-R-A-A-N-R-A. And um, she actually has a new video out called The Solstice Preparation 1 and 2. Uh, I've seen the first one, and um, the, the information revolves around the fact that um, obviously there's 365 days in one Earth year, or the orbit of Earth around the sun, in one year. Uh, what most of us are not really conscious of is that our sun also revolves around the Pleiades. And um, that happens every 26,126 years. And that um, it also turns out that that sun, Elcyone, revolves around Sirius, every 225 million years. And these are all coming to a head on the, the uh, winter solstice, December um, 21st of 2020. Uh, and the next 225 million year cycle will begin actually in 2040. And our sun starts a new 26... Um, thousand year cycle around Alcyon on December 21st, 2020. So these are um, some amazing um, uh, just facts of, of, of astronomy. Um, and I think that um, 
certainly bodes uh, uh, well towards something noticeable coming up this December. Um, and many even talk about a potential shift because the Stargate um, has been uh, opened up um, for the uh, connection to 5D energy. And um, another very significant um, astrological event is uh, began in February of uh, 20, February 20th of this year, and lasts until December 17th, and uh, that's a Pluto-Jupiter conjunction. And um, those Pluto, Pluto and Jupiter conjunctions have been connected with many, many of the major um, historical um, happenings and, and events of the past. Um, it was connected with um, the Tiamat destruction, that would be the planet between um, Mars and Jupiter, uh, the beginning and end of the Ice Age, the um, prehistoric species extinction, the coming of the Anunnaki, the Great Deluge, the first great uh, um, created modern human, the beginning and ending of the Lemurian and Atlantean civilizations, the beginning and ending of the Builder Race, the disappearance of the Mayan culture, and the, the Pleiadian departure from Earth all occurred during a uh, um, Pluto-Jupiter conjunction. So these are some just major um, uh, astrological um, configurations that are coming up uh, and have been occurring throughout this year. Uh, I thought I might also uh, get into some uh, ideas here concerning raising your frequency uh, during these times. And, and clearly, um, when it relates to um, one of these, which would be limiting technology, uh, because technology, all technology lowers your frequency. And um, we're, our society is so influenced by the cell phones and... Um, I, I, my own personal opinion is that the cell phones are possibly used to simulate um, what's called um, the illusion of contagion of this uh, virus. Um, the studies that I've been looking at uh, with relation to uh, viruses, that viruses are not contagious. Uh, they've, been, they've done experiments um, that where they've, they've purposely tried to pass a virus from one person to another, even with saliva, and they can't do it. Like, it's, um, it's basically, as I understand it, um, when your body develops its own virus, when it's uh, trying to eliminate toxicity from the body. So if you're getting excess toxicity, like from a 5G radiation, radiation creates toxicity, uh, then your body will produce a virus. So, um, to my way of thinking, um, all this technology is is uh, is really, um, uh, you know, this is really a, a negative thing. Uh, and in fact, um, one of the top um, experts in the field of um, microwave weapons, um, his name is Barry Trower. That's T R O W E R. And he's a former Royal Navy microwave weapons expert who was um, 
uh, he also worked with the Royal Navy Secret um, Service and the CIA, and he is considered an expert in microwave technology. And um, I highly recommend that you check out his information concerning 5G. Um, there's also been a petition signed by 26,000 scientists who oppose the 5G rollout. Um, and uh, they sent um, these petitions to the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the European Union, the Council of Europe, and the governments of all nations. And this is what they stated. We, the undersigned scientists, doctors, environmental organizations, and citizens, urgently call for a halt to the deployment of the 5G, fifth-generation wireless network, including 5G from space satellites. 5G will massively increase exposure to radio frequency, RF, and its radio and relationship of the 2G, 3G, and 4G networks for telecommunications already in place. RF radiation has been proven harmful for humans and the environment, and the deployment of 5G constitutes an experiment on humanity and the environment that is defined as a crime under international law. And I might also add that um, another uh, top um, scientist has recently come out and, and also stated that this vaccine that they're uh, pushing at the moment, which is virtually untested, it also is in violation of the Nuremberg Code. So basically there's two big crimes against humanity that are, that are occurring right now, and as I stated uh, previously, uh, neither even discussed during all the presidential debates. Uh, it's not even a topic of discussion here that there's two giant um, crimes being committed against humanity related to the vaccines and the uh, 5G, both uh, with uh, no testing, basically. Uh, even in Congress, I saw uh, an interview where uh, one of the representatives of the 5G was asked what t- uh, safety testing is. There's been no safety testing. It's just, it's just rolled out. It's just, we're an experiment. And this is uh, a violation of, of international law uh, that all nations agreed to uh, after the uh, Second World War. Just wanted to point that out. Um, but getting back to um, limiting technology, I appreciate everybody's situation is different. But even back in the 1970s, uh, the Pleiadians suggested the best thing that we could do is toss our televisions. And I couldn't more agree with that. Um, I haven't uh, had cable TV since uh, about 2000. Uh, one of the best things I've ever done in my life is get rid of that. Uh, not to, to mention that disease can be spread through this technology. Uh, as well as uh, the more recent research um, uh, is, is showing that even through your cell phone, um, that the AI can also implant itself into a, a human host con- uh, central nervous system and then rebuild that central nervous system uh, to function according to its commands. And that it starts out very deceptively inside the human host by mimicking the host's own thoughts and it is only far later after the host is used to the AI, it will bring in a whole new way of, of uh, thinking and, and um, only parallels uh, what its own agenda is. Um, so we're, we're really playing around here with some very dangerous um, technology. And uh, definitely uh, Palladians were on the right track um, <laughs> by uh, telling us uh, 40 or 50 years ago to get rid of those television sets. 
and uh, not to mention um, what's going on there with respect to um, censorship and of, of information. Um, the um, one of the easiest ways I know of to um, increase your frequency clearly is getting out into nature. Obviously, uh, meditation, a daily meditation routine, excellent. Um, I can't emphasize enough keeping your peace, especially if you're watching too much of this television stuff, because it is a negative energy. It's a cesspool of negative energy um, and a, a brainwashing that um, is definitely uh, does not keep uh, you in a frequency of keeping your peace, which is what you want to be doing, especially concerning uh, the p- possibility of there being an ascension event. We're in the process of an ascension. The question is when exactly that will happen, when there will be a timeline split and there will be a 3D and a 5D Earth. And um, even the Pleiadians are stating that if you can't watch this information without getting lost in either anger or, de- or depression, then... Um, you know, you don't want to be watching it. You want to be limiting your time. I mean, it's one thing to keep up with the news. It's another to be absorbed in it and uh, to totally lose your peace. And this is one of the key things of, of life, basically, and as taught by Sri Swami Satchidananda, that keeping your peace is maybe the most important thing you can ever do. Because once you lose your peace, you're no help to yourself or to others. I might also pass on... Uh, two techniques that I found really uh, highly effective in terms of raising your frequency. And one is the pillar of light. And the pillar of light technique was taught by Pleiadians. And basically, you call upon a pillar of light from source energy. And you call upon it to uh, get relaxed and centered and with your spine straight. And call upon that energy to come in a pillar from source, down through all 12 of your chakras, and that pillar can be as wide as your body, and it, and it passes down through your bottom chakras and then all the way down to the center of the earth. In fact, usually before I start to do that, ask for the pillar, I usually ground myself to the center of the earth by um, intending a silver-blue cord to go from my base chakra down to the uh, core of the earth and ground myself there. And, and uh, this, um, if you do this um, for a couple of minutes, you're going to start to feel the energy. And um, the proof's in the pudding. You just need to try it. And, and that energy, um, then uh, you can take the energy from the core, and you can come back up through um, your chakra system and all the way out through our sun, through the central sun, Uh, of the uh, galaxy and to source. I mean, this is a technique, and it's uh, to me, there's no easier way to raise your frequency than than that. Um, And as well, uh, over the course of time, uh, the ancient uh, uh, practice of sun gazing, and um, that's another one that's um, really, uh, I suggest you go to... um, YouTube under Hira Ratan Manik, that's H-I-R-A-R-A-T-A-N-M-A-N-E-K. Hira Ratan Manik, I think, is the, was the best I've ever heard it uh, talking about um, sun gazing. Um, and um, 
many proponents of this ancient technique used by many cultures such as the Mayan, Egyptian, Aztec, Tibetan, and Indian yogis report not only healing benefits to common illnesses but obtaining superhuman abilities such as advanced telepathy and going completely without the need for food. And um, during the first three months of practice, the sun energy is moving through the eyes and charging the hypothalamus tract. The brain then becomes activated by the energy supply being received by the sun. And at three to six months of gazing, the studies show that physical diseases start to disappear. They say that by the time... That the time one is gazing 30 minutes per day, building up 10 seconds per day, all the colors of the sun will have reached the brain. Color therapists attribute their healing of certain diseases to flooding the body and brain with a particular color that is lacking, depending on the ailment. For example, in the liver, the color green is deficient. The kidneys need red and the heart yellow. All the organs and all the systems are said to respond to different colors of the rainbow, which is why it is also recommended to eat a diet rich in a variety of colors. It is recommended during the three- to four-month period that you use auto-suggestion to see your body already healed of any perceived weakness or disease. This action will facilitate the process of returning to wholeness. By seven and a half months of gazing, now at 35 minutes, the need and desire for food is dwindling. According to sun-gazing experts, food is not actually needed to maintain the body, only energy, and sun-eating provides that energy. By nine months, all tastes for food, including aroma, hunger, pains, and cravings disappear, and those who make it this far say that they report a noticeable change in the way their brain feels, like it's charging up. After nine months of sun-gazing reaching a maximum of 44 minutes, it is advised that you give up sun-gazing and redirect your attention to the earth. And for six days straight, one is to walk barefoot on the earth for 45 minutes per day. And during this barefoot walking, the pineal gland is said to become activated. Professional sun-gazers and those researching the science say that each toe is connected to a specific gland. And by walking barefoot on the earth, you activate these glands. The big toe is thought to be aligned with the pineal gland, the second toe to the pituitary, then the hypothalamus, thalamus, and finally the pinky toe correlates to the amygdala. Walking barefoot with the sun um, now falling on the top of your head, practitioners claim to create a sort of magnetic field in and around your body that recharges you and your brain. And apparently this walking barefoot part is the most important aspect of the practice. And as you continue walking on the earth, this is when the magic really begins. The pineal gland is activated more and more by this walking procedure. And the intellect is said to increase along with memory. The pineal gland has navigational and psychic capabilities, meaning telepathy and the possibility of flight. And if you can walk 45 minutes every day for a year, you are golden. At that point, only... A maintenance of three to four days a week is necessary to maintain the capabilities you have acquired. And uh, I have listed for a long time and mentioned that, in, in my opinion, um, the two uh, or two of the three uh, advanced methods of um, uh, health and obtaining optimum health are Egyptian healing rods and sun gazing. And at the moment, I'm at the 32-minute mark with sun gazing, and um, uh, so I'm in kind of pretty much along in that process. And you start with uh, only 10 seconds, 
and you um, add 10 seconds every time you sun gaze. The effect is cumulative, and you have to do it like an hour after sunrise or an hour before sunset. So those are the times when it's safe to, to uh, do the gazing at the sun. Um, I'd like to, uh, at this point in time, uh, give my sincere wishes towards uh, your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, abundance, and ascendance. And um, in closing, I'd like to share with you the Who Am I technique, which was um, uh, I acquired the information through uh, Sri Ramana Maharshi and uh, Baba Ram Das. And the idea here being to uh, get to the highest place you know how to get to, uh, put your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you can ask the question, who am I? And kind of get a feel for that, um, uh, whatever you might experience. But the main idea eventually is just become that spot, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all.